Live from the heart of Los Angeles, this is the at-home edition of the Life Changes Show. With tonight's guest, creator of Synchronous, Allison Colton. And musical guest, Jarvis Pitt. I am Mark Leisure, and now our host, the MC, the Master of Change, Filippo Voltaggio. Well, I had an experience this weekend like I've never had before. And actually, I think uh, that most of us never have because most of us don't know somebody who turned 90. And so this weekend, we had a birthday party that I was all too happy to go to participate in. That was the birthday party of our very own co-host and producer, Mark Lejeur's father who turned 90 this very Saturday. And I have to tell you that uh, it was a party almost like I've never been to before. As a matter of fact, there were a couple strangers there who said, wow, I feel like I'm part of the family and I don't even know you people. Like they knew somebody at the party, but only one somebody. Uh, others that that um, we've uh, we know... Uh, we're saying like it felt like all of a sudden we became family. And I think in big part, the reason is because the person we were celebrating, who's actually been a guest on our show as well, Paul Lejeur, you you'll, might want to see that and hear that episode rather. Uh, he, 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 his personality, uh, the way he talks to people, the way he cares, we all had reason to want to make him feel like he makes us feel. And even though some of us have only known him a short time, and that's a really special quality. So I think it's very fitting that today we're going to be talking about a party in a sense. But the important aspect of a party is 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 not just the food or the decorations or the location. It's how people feel because how we make them feel or how uh, they feel because of us uh, or how how we let them feel it's the it's it's a feeling it's about love it was about caring and i tell you people have been talking about it ever since like a party uh, uh that that i haven't uh, been to if ever so with that being said I'm excited about this particular episode because we're going to be talking uh, about many things and about a party in a way that we haven't talked about parties before. And I, I think if we can, as we create that kind of environment, like was created in this microcosm of beautiful people just this weekend, I believe the world that 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 change that we are looking to have in the world can happen right before our eyes sooner than we think. And I'm excited about that because our guest is working on ushering that in as we speak. Alison Goldwyn 
and our musical guest as well. As when you hear the tie-in and what he's doing and his music his, itself, Jarvis Smith, all on the Life Changes Show when we come back right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi Beads at PhiBeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, Beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at LifeChangesShow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com or askdorothy at lifechangesshow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at Life Changes Show and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. Get started on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, and I am Filippo, your host online with our producer and co-host, Mark Lejure. Thank you for that beautiful intro and those comments, and it was a very heartfelt event and weekend for me, for my dad, and for our whole community, and it really had me reflecting on not only what you said, but the feeling of gratefulness and, and that opportunity to celebrate and the more that we cultivate opportunities to be grateful to be alive and to be grateful to be together and to be grateful for any other aspects that are in our lives that we sometimes don't pay attention to i think uh you know that does lead us towards maybe a a global celebration a global celebration well interesting you should say that mark because our guest actually we've uh We've titled this episode, Sync Up and Reimagine Our World Around Us. We could even say dot, 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 and inside of us. We'll have our guest explain that. Uh, she is uh, edutainment producer, uh, a climate alchemist, and creator of Synchronistory. Allison Goldwyn. She's also a climate alchemist and she's engaging media and the creative arts to help change the worldwide emotional climate. Welcome, Allison Goldwyn, to the Life Changes Show. Happy birthday to you, Mark's father. Paul, uh, yes. I send you 
birthday wishes and happy birthday wishes to the future of us because we need a party. I mean, I think that the heaviest energy on the planet has just been building and building and we have no reprieve. We need, we need an exhale. We need an exhale and we need a, a new tempo, a new beat, a new vibe. My God, it's heavy, heavy times. So. So, so let's party. <laughs> let's deep dive into party vibe. <laughs> so I, you heard me laughing as I was introducing to you. Uh, introducing you, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to be talking to you. I I I. This is such a special moment, and I wanted to make sure I got all the words right. So edutainment, as in education, entertainment, right? And exactly. And yeah. synchronicity. That one will need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> you said it perfectly, which is <laughs> astonishing. It's a real tongue twister. It's actually a new word for a new world. If you take the, the original word of synchronicity, Carl Jung, thank you very much. We are making history in synchronicity with synchronicity, which is the name of this phenomenal, unprecedented, globally televised birthday party for the planet celebrating every living being. This has never happened before in the history of civilization that we have taken stock and not just stock of, but celebration of our existence, our collective existence, all the species, all of us in real time for the very first time and in cosmic time. Take a breath. <laughs> you know, Allison, I'm going to jump in here because you and I have talked and 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 uh, obviously uh, multiple times. And there's so much uh, mm. synergy in our visions. Yet I also think it's it's valuable to reframe the idea of a party for a world that has been guided into an health, unhealthy version of party so often. And I know it's just the opposite that you're inspiring is a connected, uh, healthy, uplifting, inspiring, true celebration party environment. And I think that's a, you know, an underlying ethos that's so important. Mark, thank you for pointing that out. It is terribly important. You know, we are very good historically at doing all kinds of events, including parties, large and small. We're very good at doing annual New Year's Eve celebrations, you know, the cameras panning, all the worldwide blips and moments. But there's something about serious fun, serious fun, mm. that we need to incorporate into a celebratory atmosphere because these are serious times. They're very, very sobering times. And in a sense, we're being called upon to mature from uh, an adolescent way of living to a young adult. I'm not going to say a mature adult, but a young adult where we don't lose our verve for living and being and creating, but where we are also really responsible now for our existence and not just our individual, but our collective. I think that there are enough, uh, as I say, New Year's Eves that are starting to feel rote. Uh, you know, it's sort of a feeling now of who wants to celebrate yet another year when the forecast, in fact, for the coming years looks anything but uplifting. It mm. looks rather bleak. And there is nothing on the global highway in the coming years and these critical as as you know, the sustainability movement uh, says that critical 
decade of change. There is nothing on the highway, the superhighway, that um, suggests a kind of coalescing of the global community on behalf of something extraordinary and not predicated on man-made or natural catastrophe, which is a, our historic legacy, but on, on, on consciously and conscientiously designed creativity, creativity of the most astonishing level, such as we've never seen before. So this is a very important distinction that uh, we're talking about, Mark, yes, uh, about the nature of fun. And it's not that we want to squelch fun. We need to have fun. This is also something that's it's so absent from the vernacular now. And we need to infuse an element of fun into this energetic of fusion and confusion that's permeated the worldwide um, energetic. I love the way you share that and completely agree. And I, I uh, you know, in my younger years, I had a lot of fun and I had a lot of synthetic fun. And I wonder and I yeah. hold space for real fun and potentially blowing the doors off of fun in the ways that we never maybe had access to. And that uh, that there's a whole aspect of different levels of fun that come from this kind of loving connectedness that uh, that maybe you're helping to open the door to. Exactly. And I, I would say that, you know, again, with the heavy energy, which I understand, there's so much rage and fear and confusion and fatigue and and so many other emotional states that are running rampant in all these nation states. What is our motivation to even make all this behavioral change that's being demanded of us, that's being put upon us and, and ongoing on, you know, so many of the world population that are barely surviving? What's the motivation to even continue to, to want to do something? And that's where I think we need something in a kind of extraordinary, benevolent mirror image of ourselves, of the face of our global selfie from its good side in real time for the very first time. Because if you look across the board um, at leaders of nations and corporations, at um, even religious leaders and institutions, everybody's floundering. And there are good people even within those <laughs> sectors that I've just named, uh, but even they are floundering. It seems that there is no sort of stunning, stellar mirror image of the best of us and to comfort us. Because let's face it, we as a collective, as a global family, have been through the ringer this last year and a half and, and much more so. This has been just a clip that's been building. So who's going to love us? Who's going to give us a massive hug and say, okay, we're all here. We're all going through some version of this together, but it's going to be okay. And let's all try to inspire each other and regenerate each other in an extraordinary way that we've never done before. And I think music is the universal language, uh, as is love, but oftentimes music is the portal towards that love. So if we use an extraordinary birthday party backdrop that is music propelled and interstellar, because it's not only us here on Earth, we've got a whole cosmos full of, of who knows what, 
I think it could be pivotal, or at least a, a jumpstart to something pivotal. You know, Allison, I heard I've heard you talk a couple times on this subject, not only on on video, but in person. You to me, and uh, and now I'm listening to you again. Listening to you every time, it seems like you just came up with this idea. And you're so excited about it, you can't wait to tell somebody. And yet, you've been saying this in some form or fashion for, may I say, 34 or so years. Yes, you may say that. I'm also struck by that. So let me tell you a little story about fairy dust. (laughs) Everything takes its time, you know, and synchronicity takes time like a fine wine. We're evolving. And the times are constantly changing. But this crazy, wondrous little idea just came to me one one very hot summer night on the floor of a New York living room with a map of the world. And I think it was David Bowie's Dancing in the Streets. It was blasting on the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> and my dog and cat were having, uh, my cat was actually chasing my dog around the living room and jumping onto his back, like making these mad loops. It looked like a circus act run amok. But I was oblivious to all of this mayhem going on around me as they skidded across this map of the world that was on the floor. And, and the skid marks were all over the map. But I was, I don't know how to explain it, I guess mesmerized by this map of the world. I was mesmerized by the the continental shapes and um, within the shapes, uh, thinking about all these continental souls that were living within these shapes and how this whole jigsaw puzzle of our planet fit together and what it would be like if somehow we were all connected for one incredible global moment in time. What would that do for us, do to us? Would that inspire some kind of a a genesis, or I can say a genesis. <laughs> and at one point, you know, as the as the loopy uh, circus act run amok is going on, my dog skids into place right on the map. I think he started peeing over the Marianas Trench, and oh. I didn't even notice the pee going into the floor. All I could see was this map and this phenomenal idea. It captivated me, and it it. Captivated me to the extent that it held my my interest, my sense of wonder, for three plus decades. And sure, there have been moments, you know, where I've questioned a lot: what the heck am I doing? People have also looked at this at times in years past, uh, somewhat askance, but fascinated. But you know, what's fascinating: how over the course of time, it's becoming more timely. And perhaps necessary than ever, because party lingo is in the air, uh, the need for connection, but a, a, a more meaningful, uh, soulful kind of connection. All of these elements are being played out off the backdrop of, can you imagine, pandemia, as I call it. Mm. So how, how strange is life? And mm. just apropos of what I'm saying about how strange is life. When you introduced me earlier tonight, you were talking about, um, you know, our perceptions about the world around us 
but also within us. Right. Synchronistry's event, this birthday party, is hoping to also reflect in through stunning creativity the majesty and the enchantment of the world within each of us that has been so so uh, little explored and so little valued and validated. And I think now in this age of fake everything, people are starting to question and to search and to wonder. So with the world, I, I understand the reimagining our world around us part in that we, we can think of a world where uh, we're, we're partying and genuinely partying. And we'll talk maybe more about that, what that is like. And, and like I was describing in the monologue, but the world around uh, within us, what would you have us? reimagine for ourselves of the world within us on our way to the party? I think it may be on, not even on the way to the party, but in the experience of the party and the aftermath. I think people don't, listen, we have been fed a very limited and constricted storyline about who on earth, who in heaven, in fact, we all are. And mm -hmm. there is so much more, right, to an individual than what meets the eye. And I'm talking about our eyes or the eye, like I, me, myself, and I. Mm. And because education teaches us more of the um, surface values, we haven't delved into what it means to be a human being, what it means to be an individual, the individual that I am or that you are, and to start to sense our, ourselves and the experience of life beyond just our five senses. Mm. And we're really going to need to, because as the, the, so to speak, birth contractions, the birth on earth, the birth contractions accelerate and intensify over these years, we're going to need to find a North Star from within because even the North Star is constantly changing now. You know, where shall we? We can't even look into the night sky anymore because of the proliferation of satellites that are now going to be obscuring what is a real star and what is a satellite. So can you imagine where shall we go for mm -hmm. our comfort? We, we have to find a way to... Uh, go inward and it's not going to be the same footpath for everybody and i know that this sounds rather obscure but i feel that in doing a phenomenal uh birthday party event which is actually a three-act show a 24-hour um event married around this three-act uh music uh storytelling event and then the year-long uh, pre-event launch that we'll be priming the planet for party time, both externally with fabulous, dazzling, you know, um, things happening around the planet as a build-up to this, and also internally, asking us individually and collectively to question, to think about who we really are, why we want to even be here. 
it's not automatically a given, you know, that this species is supposed to continue. And I know we're talking now about the acceleration of uh, our extinction, our premature extinction. And had we had, you know, a thousand more years, which was the original game plan before the sixth mass extinction was even going to be bandied about, maybe we would have had the time to allow our phenomenal inner resources, inner life, inner creative resources to blossom and flourish and find our ways through that potential uh, act six scenario. So I don't call it an act three finale. I'll call it an act six. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) So you see, we're even changing how many acts you can have in something anymore. Everything well, is changing. This is the life changes show. So it, <laughs> it changes as we speak for sure. Uh, so uh, you bring up so many things that, that could be so many other shows. Talk about the extinction <laughs> of of uh, our civilization. I just that 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 kind of struck me. Uh, hmm. But let's let's move on. Let's stay within <laughs> Within uh, the birthday, I I feel like there are going to be so many questions on our way to understanding what uh, or or being able to be prepared for. And like Mark said, reframing. So uh, uh, things that come to mind is like, well, if it's a birthday and and what uh, Allison is cleverly doing is is Earth Day party with a B in front of it. So B apostrophe <laughs> Earth Day is birthday. It's very clever. Uh, so birthday party. Uh, <laughs> what do I bring? Who are we celebrating? Are they going to be there? What to wear? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, exactly. This is a big one. I don't want to give it all away, but let me just put it this way. Um Imagine a hybrid event, because I think hybrid is going to be the the word for future events. I don't think that we're going back to the way things used to be. I think we'll be certainly evolving, but I do think that there is inherent value in in hybrid. Uh, Imagine, for example, the uh, MSG Dome in Las Vegas, this phenomenal uh, dome arena that's uh, near completion, I think, in 2023, that has all the digital uh, element, elements for extraordinary interactivity and and uh, special effects and then some houses, several thousand, I think, 20, 30,000. I think there's another one that's being, uh, it's under consideration, depending on, of course, environmental sensitivity and zoning uh, in uh, London and other mega pre-existing arenas around the world that have been used in past times for Olympics or other kind of of big events. If you imagine coming to uh, a synchronistry event that would be broadcast live in any of these worldwide venues uh, with certain uh, ticket prices and therefore certain protocol and restrictions if you're going to attend that part of the event, and also micro events happening simultaneously in your local um, stadiums or your local bars and restaurants, shopping malls uh, on Copacabana Beach. It doesn't matter. The synchronistry event would be live streamed, presumably, 
everywhere. We do have the technology uh, and the, the bandwidth to do something like this now. And uh, and you and how do people show up to this event? This is about all of our cultures, all of our species, and the three act content that uh, much of which already exists for this event will. Uh, will unfold in a kind of extraordinary music-driven storytelling event that takes us from our most ancient um, uh, past and how we got here, so to speak, all the way up to contemporary times. They're going to be worldwide. um, It's sort of a fusion of history, fashion, culture, Mm. music, indigenous, indigenous, if you think of that word, us. We're all indigenous and taking this also from this live global um, broadcast out into space because we've now got uh, space stations and the interstellar element that's very much at play. So imagine now if in this three act show, the audience is everybody. The audience is um, the, the backdrop, the stage, if you will, is planet Earth and the star of the show is earth and all of our cultures and all of our species and also taking that out into the various space stations and the cultures that are working together out there so that we get an incredible perspective of as above so below Mm. when astronaut edgar mitchell was out there twenty-five thousand kilometers out there in the middle of blackness and he looked back at this phenomenal blue jewel he had a transcendent overview experience. That's what it's it's been referred to. But he also had an inner view experience. It this moment was so profound. It it changed his perceptions forever about the world around him and within him. And when William Shatner recently returned to terra firma after his eleven minute voyage, what struck me about this was not even the fact that he went there or that he went there so far out there in 11 minutes, but it was that silence when he emerged from that capsule and set foot onto the earth as if for the very first time. It wasn't even the words that he said, although when he spoke to Bezos after, it was so moving, it was profound and At the end of his moment, uh, trying to articulate what he had just been through, I remember he said something like this to to Bezos, and in in fact, to all of us. He was crying, and he said he wished that somehow we could vivify this experience that he had on behalf of all of us. Wow. I believe there is at least a possibility to bring some aspect mm. of that experience to everything. Wow. Allison, that you just shared so much there that uh really hits home. Uh Earth home. <laughs> Heart home. <laughs> uh so uh oh. synchronist uh, synchronistry <laughs> <laughs> is where you could learn more. I'm gonna spell it, not to worry. 
Sync, S-Y-N-C-H, runnistory, R-O-N-I-S-T-O-R-Y.com. If you didn't get that, it is on our website at lifechangesshow.com. You look for Allison Goldwyn, well, you're, well, where you'll get to hear this uh, in archive as well. Uh, sync. Run history. I'll mention it in a little bit as well. When we come back, we only have a couple of minutes, Allison. I wonder, I wonder if there is uh, an, an urgency you can share with us on either uh, how we can get involved with you and the organization or how we can uh, be preparing within ourselves, obviously, for this kind of event. Uh, and, and, and maybe once this has happened, many more like that. So uh, please share with that uh, with us when we come back. Uh, in our next segment, we also have our Ask Dorothy segment. And a little later on, our musical guest, Jarvis Smith, all the way from London, or, well, actually, he'll tell us exactly where in England. Uh, when we come back right after this on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and the little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome LA, with your host, Filippo Volcaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangesshow.com, via Twitter Life Changes Show and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. Indeed, I am Filippo with the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, and we are having an episode like we've never had before. We're calling it Sync Up and Reimagine Our World Around Us, and again, dot, 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 and within us, as Allison uh, said during this uh Part of our conversation so far, edutainment producer, climate alchemist, and creator of Synchronistory, Allison Goldwyn, has been sharing with us uh, many things and 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 really uh, sounding sounding the bell uh, and 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 allowing us to imagine, reimagine, and get excited. Uh, so how how can we Get more on the bandwagon, Allison. All righty, here we go for the finale wrap-up. <laughs> climate change is vital. Changing the emotional climate is essential. 
and learning to dance this tango, this tricky tango is primordial. So three things, action, interaction, interaction. Action, okay, if you can become an active supporter, you meaning someone out there who's listening as a sponsor, an angel investor, or a celebrity endorser, that's one opportunity. Interaction. Uh, if you are an interactor, in other words, someone who can interact with synchronicity by networking us to key global markets, the global and local markets and media outlets, that would be fantastic. And finally, interaction. Uh, this is where we ask you, the audience, the people that are listening and thinking about this, to become interactivators and bring self-care to your awareness mm. and inspire this in other potential party guests. Let's start with that. Mm. Mm. That's a great place to start. And and while you're at it, are you working on a dictionary for people with all the words that you have changed. <laughs> Did you know I submitted the word synchronicity to the encyclopedia? I think the British encyclopedia, Oxford. Hey, Jarvis, he'll be able to figure out why they haven't responded. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe we, I have to try another dictionary in another country. <laughs> or create our own. Create our own for the new world, for the birthday party. So... Allison, uh, thank you so much. Let me give the website out as sync, S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-N-I-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Again, it's on our website at lifechangeshow.com. Allison Goldwyn, Synchronicity. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing, for expanding our consciousness around this and, and uh, preparing uh, a, a place for us to go and have uh, genuine heartfelt fun. I want to thank you, Filippo and Mark. This has been a joy and it's the joy is just beginning. And boy, do we need joy on this planet. Indeed, indeed. And it's been a joy getting to know you over this time period and looking forward to more. Uh, and thank you for introducing Jarvis Smith, who we'll introduce in just a moment. Uh, thank you for introducing him to us in the show. Looking forward to it all, Allison. Bye-bye for now. As well. Thank you. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Darla from North Carolina, and I really need some help. David has been my friend and lover off and on for years. We recently got together again about six months ago and have been spending more nights together than before. I believe that we were finally in the loving relationship I deserve. David broke his leg six weeks ago, and so I moved in with him so I could help him heal. Last night, he told me I had to be gone by 8.30 in the morning because his real girlfriend was coming over. I am devastated and shared my heartbreak with him, and he lectured me viciously for an hour and called me a fool as he had never even pretended that we were a couple. He said he had made it clear years ago that we were just friends and that this was all we could ever be. My heart is broken, and I am trying hard to understand why this is happening to me. Please help. Dear Darla. It appears to me that this is happening because you assumed that things were different with David now, and assumptions often lead to disastrous events like this one. If you had chosen to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with him about what you wanted and needed from him, you would have known that nothing had really changed. I intuit that you are finally ready for a real relationship and that you've always loved David. 
And you believed things were different now without really talking about it. And this led you to live in a fantasy about what was really going on with him. Because he needed you and you were willing to become his caretaker, you believed that things had changed because you had moved in with him. The best thing you can do for yourself right now is to love and forgive yourself for assuming that what was in your heart is also what was in his. David's reaction to your devastation tells me that it is time for you to become honest with yourself and become willing to have meaningful conversations with future romantic relationships so that you can truly understand where both of you are coming from. I trust you will do this and create the love you deserve. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at askdorothy at lifechangesshow.com. And we'll be right back with our musical guest, Jarvis Smith, here on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience We bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, lifechangesnetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. We are back. I am Filippo, and I'm happy to introduce our musical guest. On one hand, he says he's a proud hippie, mystic, self-confessed tree hugger, and radical eco-warrior. He's also a thought leader, an entrepreneur, a speaker, a signed recording artist, and a renowned online retail businessman. And we are honored to have him as our musical guest tonight, Please welcome Jarvis Smith to the Life Changer Show. Welcome, Jarvis. Ah, uh, thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. 
It's a pleasure to have you here, especially since I told you what I did this what I did this weekend. What did you do this weekend? <laughs> well, I was up at up in Glasgow at COP26. Um, the uh, the business that I run has been a pioneer, um, leading the way in ethical lifestyle media for mm-hmm. 14 years. And I was invited to go and speak in the Blue Zone, which is the official um, delegates area. And then uh, had a few more interviews and things to do. Uh, and that was all on the uh, Saturday. And then on the Sunday, I went to a party um, at Kelvin Castle, which is on the coast in Scotland. And it was where the indigenous leaders from around the world were being hosted by this incredibly generous family that uh, that owned the castle. And we had a party. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so so Sinkra history is, is, you know, it's just that's what this journey is about right now. Indeed, indeed. Thank you for sharing that. And how how interesting that that happened just now. I, I and. You know, may more of, of of that happen and and may you be in the in you, the the place that you are with it i mean like you're you're kind of like so humble about it i mean oh it's taken me a long time to get to a place of humility but uh, uh, you know filippo i've been on my conscious awakening spiritual journey um ever since i can remember um, I mean I was in my toddler's age and I can remember seeing a, an angel standing over me in my bedroom and mm. that experience hasn't left me uh, and mm. I'm now 51 so you know I, I came in with some kind of clarity that there is um, an inner world and some other paradigm world and you know I now have these kind of beings around me that I call a team I, you know people call them angels or guides or whatever but you know, it's very clear to me that they are my team. So that gives me immense humility um, that I feel supported in a in what is quite frankly right now a very crazy experience of being mm. human. Mm. Mm. Question: Are they writing your music, or is it you? <laughs> no, it's definitely them. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely them. I'm the channel. I'm the channel. I'm the channel. I'm not the muse. Wow. I have to, I get given a song. I'll I tell you but my first experience of when this happened to me in a moment is at Machu Picchu. But um, I, I'm given the songs and then I have to learn them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, they've, they've chosen me as a vehicle, as, as many of us. They've chosen many of us as to be the voice of truth. And, you know, the voice of truth will always win. Um, because it's because it is a truth. So yeah, let me get let me share that story with you very quickly. How this first yes. happened. So I trained with a female shaman, um, and not the ayahuasca South American type of shaman. This was an indigenous to England, um, a British uh, woman. Um, her name's Judith Selig. She became my teacher for over a decade. Um, and the, the shamanic principle, I mean, shaman simply means the wise person of the village, right? The person that can communicate with, you know, with plants and with nature. And so I trained with her in the deep arts of listening. And she began to help me interpret what I was feeling and, and be able to create that in a language, um, kind of being an ambassador, if you like, for the earth. 
And so I, I used to go on pilgrimages with her and, you know, about 14, 15 other uh, yogis. We were practicing yogi, uh, yoga regularly with each other, using sacred sound as our transmission frequency to, to shift consciousness within ourselves and within each other. Mm. And we did this uh, pilgrimage. It was a five-day uh, pilgrimage in Machu Picchu. And we, we, I arrived there in the morning at, at sunlight, as many people do on the fifth day. And um, I went to just kind of sit and just totally in awe of this experience. And there have been a couple of these experiences, but this was magical. And I found this rock and I sat on this rock and a lizard came up and sat on the rock and stared into my eyes and didn't take its gaze away from me. And it felt like it was awakening that reptilian part in my brain. And when this lizard, wow. um, or, or, or rather when I came out of this trance, I heard music and I was hearing it in my inner being. It wasn't on the outside of me. It wasn't something that was going on. And I remembered the, the, the melody, got back to the hotel that evening. I, I, I always carry a dictaphone with me uh, anyway because I, I am a singer. And I, 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 that was essentially the first bit of music that I was given um, wow. for my album, The Phoenix Rose. So, <clears throat> yeah. So, and it's been a bit of a journey, as you can probably imagine, since then. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, so, so many, so many questions and things I want to talk about just have come up in my head around. Where all do you this. start? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and what I think, I, I know where to start. Where we need to start is we need to play a song because I want to make sure we get it within the broadcast hour. And oh, then uh, people are, people are going to want to hear more. And so, Good news. We've uh, made an executive decision to keep the tape rolling after the broadcast hour. So if you're catching this on a network, uh, come to lifechangesshow.com to hear the rest of it, the rest of Jarvis Smith uh, in the archive. So in, in the meantime, though, let's let's do the first song. You know which two songs I I picked. Which one do you think we should do first? Oh no, I, that would be unfair for me to be. Uh, to, <laughs> Wait, you, no. you must choose. No, you must choose. You, you know what's unfair, Jarvis, was you sending me your album saying, "Here, pick two. <laughs> I mean, what? Excuse me. And I'm listening over and over like like that one. That one's gotta be in it. Like that one. That one's gotta be in it. Oh, that's very end. kind. You know, Filippo, <laughs> so, I just I just, you know, had this feeling that you know your audience, your listeners, you you know what they appreciate. And so I, I just thought it would be really um an, an a very difficult decision for me to make with you knowing your audience so well. So I hope you've chosen wisely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the pressure's on. Well, so let's let's talk about Planet First and play that. So okay. tell us about that. Uh tell us about Planet. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that bit. Sorry, I think you're playing it. Well, gosh, Planet, um, I mean, first of all, it's a song about the current time that we're in. It's related to the climate crisis. It was written um, in 2009, so, you know, kind of way ahead of its time, if you like. And actually, a lot of information that I'm given is normally about 10 years ahead of its time. Mm. Um, and so the song was really a, a soundtrack to the current time. But what's amazing about it is, is when I was given the song, um, I was in the recording studio. Um, a, a producer was a guy called Native Wayne Jobson, who's a double Grammy Award winner. He got a call the second day we were in the studio 
came off the phone and you never guess who that was. Yeah, who was it? It was Junior Marvin. Now, Junior Marvin had been the lead singer for Bob Marley and the Wailers when Bob Marley died. He's the lead guitarist for Bob Marley. So all those famous uh, guitar solos that we, we all know so well, he's the guy. So he'd, <laughs> he'd fallen out with the band and decided he wanted to come to England because that's where he's originally from. The following day, he was in the studio recording on our album and Planet oh. was the first song that he recorded on. What? And now, what was a great gift for that is Bob Marley. I grew up on Bob Marley's music and I really believe that Bob Marley's muse was working with me for my track, Come Follow Me Now, which you, I know you haven't picked, but maybe the guest Oh, no, 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 because maybe we can have another chat and play some more music another time. So so, so this song, Planet, um, was the first song that, you know, Junior Marvin, who's who sold, you know, half a billion records, um, played on. And so what we decided to do, because in the spirit of love and Bob Marley and his whole movement, we decided to dedicate every single um, uh, monetary value. So all downloads, all plays on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, the whole thing to giving back to nature, to planting trees in the tropics with our charity partner, mm. Tree Sisters. So that's the story. And so if anybody mm. plays it and puts it on repeat as they sleep, as they work, just play it all the time, all the time. All the money that we get from all these tech giants will go straight to giving back to nature and planting trees. So there we are. Awesome. Awesome. Well, without further ado, here is Jarvis Smith's Planet.
Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jarvis Smith and Planet. Jarvis, was those were your guitar licks? No, so that's Junior Marvin. That's the, that's oh. the lead guitarist from, from, from Bob Marley and the Wailers, yeah. Wow. Gosh. And, and what a voice. Um, Thank you. Uh, gosh. Uh, amazing. <laughs> It's, it's so, stumped you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you because there's so much running through my head, but uh, and I'll tell you why in just a moment, everybody. Uh, Jarvis, I'm sure knows, but because he lives it. Uh, but JarvisSmith.com is where you can learn more about him and what we're going to be talking about in a moment. Jarvis, J-A-R-V-I-S, Smith, just as it sounds, S-M-I-T-H.com. So uh, so the reason so many things are running through my head, it's like that music from somebody who's uh, like a, a musician is one thing, but from someone who who does so many other things that I would love to talk about, and, and we don't really have the time for all of this, but really quickly, PEA, People Environment Achievement Awards, like, yep. like yes, tell us, I mean, yes. Okay, okay, so look, back when I was a musician, I used to get invited, I actually worked with the MOBO Awards and used to work with loads of artists, used to go to loads of events, and awards always used to annoy me, because yeah. the winners of the awards would always be the, the people or the brands or the organizations that had the biggest marketing budgets, and it just always left a bad taste in my mouth, and so <laughs> I was on this kind of, I was on a journey in my, in my life, and there's a fork in the road, and is do I pursue music? Or do I go with, the, you know, this thing that we now know is the climate crisis? And I went down that route and I decided that I wanted to honor the real people, the individuals, the real heroes within organizations and communities and, and you know, companies that were actually changing um, uh, things for the better when it came to sustainability. And so the PEA, PEA Awards is People Environment Achievement. And we are now coming up to our 12th year of running that event. So we're the largest sustainability awards in the in the UK. We're coming to launch in America next year in New York, which is super exciting. Wow. And um, yeah, it was just to really give a huge pat on the back to those people that are now the most important people of our time. Mm. Mm. So so now we know how that got started. And I'm glad we, we put that out there a little bit. Uh, by the way, the awards are at P Awards, P-E-A awards.com uh yep. so so l let me guess you were on amazon one day and it just something you know just annoyed you so you said i'll start a, a new one but i'll make it ethical uh and <laughs> so, so eco-conscious yeah i mean kind of on the contrary that that we we've actually been uh, you know my green pod is my main business with my wife my wife's the editor. She's actually the really clever one. She was a, an investigative journalist at, at Witch Magazine, which is the biggest consumer. Um, um, uh, what do they do? They kind of, well, anyway, it's a huge brand in the UK. And what they do is they find the best possible products for lifespan, for supply chain, all of that. But they don't do sustainability. So we said, mm. how, come, how come nobody's finding the best products that are the least toxic, the, the, the healthiest for people yes. and planet? You know, that are owned by, you know, people that really care and are not just bothered about bottom line and, you know, making money. And so um, so we set up a business and we we now the largest ethical lifestyle, independent ethical lifestyle media company in the UK. We publish a uh, magazine with The Guardian uh, bi-monthly 
Um, I'm sure you all know The Guardian um, in, in mm-hmm. America. It's a huge institutional mm-hmm. mainstream. And wow. then because what we were doing was recommending lifestyle changes that people could make, and we've been doing that, as I said, now for uh, nearly 14 years, um, people started to ask us, well, where do I get these products? How can I buy them? You know, well, tell me, tell me, tell nice. me. So we said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll set up a shop. So we now have this ethical online shop, mygreenpod.com, that, you know, our game plan is for it to be in Amazon's rearview mirror all the time in the most important time in human history. Mm. Because if we can get this right, then we can give a brand where people know they can come and buy a product that is not contributing to fossil fuels or deforestation or owned by a big nasty company. And we all know who they are and and is actually the least toxic for them and their children and their homes and the planet. And for every transaction, we plant a tree in the tropics. So we say things like, you know, we we, we plant a tree in the tropics, but we're not named after one. You know, it's like. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so, yeah, we're really taking them on because somebody has to challenge them. And uh, I know it's a David and Goliath story, but somebody's got to do it. So why not? Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, with everything that you're you're presenting and uh, uh, wow. I, you know, more, more power to you. Again, I've got so many questions running through my head, but we, we do have to cut it somewhere. And, and yes. let's talk about this other job, which late relates to, uh, the, the song I ended up picking because, uh, I, it actually, uh, made me a bit emotional, even though I wasn't sure what it was about. And then I come to learn for sure that it's about one of your other biggest job or, uh, missions in life, or I don't know how you call it, but that's being a father. The most important job on the planet. Mm. It is the most, parenting is the most important job. So, you know, and actually more, more mothers than fathers. Fathers have absolutely huge respect, but, but the mother, you know, mother, mother nature, Gaia, Gaia is the great mother. We've completely lost and disrespected her but look at look at mothers and parents that bring up their children you know they're not they're not valued for it there's no support around it it's just something that we do and Mm. so there's a real disconnection in the children that are being born into this amazing world and yet the, the the system is not set up so that parents can actually do the very thing that they want to do which is be custodians and inspiration and you know an aspiration for their for their children and so yeah i i simply feel that it is the most important job on the planet so so fatherhood i've been a father since i was uh, 18 gosh i am now 51 i've uh, got five children and uh, i know that's not particularly great for overpopulation but actually there's a lot of space on this planet and uh, we've just decided to all huddle up in <laughs> in dense spaces and actually we could spread out a bit. So, you know, I don't think population is the issue. I think it's 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 the system that we are born into that has to change. And so, yes, sorry for the long winded answer, but it, it is my most passionate way of being is is a soul model for my children. That's why I do what I do. It's very, very, very selfish. I want a better world for my kids. By default, I need to do it for every child on the planet. Hmm. Wow, and that's a great introduction. Uh, the album is, is it's called The Phoenix Rose, right? Yeah, self-titled, The Phoenix Rose. That is very important because there is an artist called 
Phoenix Rose. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so the THG is really important. So the Phoenix Rose self-titled album, if people can search for it and, you know, play Planet and, you know, and just, just as I said, just put it on repeat and, you know, we can, we can help the planet by, and it won't cost you anything. Uh, and actually it won't cost the earth. Mm, interesting. And here is the song Child from the Phoenix Rose uh, Jarvis Smith album that's out everywhere where music is is bought and heard and enjoyed. Yes. In this case, helping the planet as well. Here is Child, Jarvis Smith. about love Never thought I'd ever close my mind The only reason I could tell you how I feel inside is I know this little child with a smile Open up your never tired heart and see the light Child, I know we'll put up a fight It is strength of truth and love in a sunset bright Cause I know this little child with a smile This child of mine This child of Child 
Wow. Thank you, Jarvis Smith. Actually, you could go directly to the phoenixrose.co.uk. Is that all right, uh, Jarvis? That's right, you... yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> the music site. That's it. Thank you. The phoenixrose.co.uk. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, jarvissmith.com. Thank you so much for letting me pick that song and play it uh, on this special show. You are quite a special man. Thank you. Uh, what a what a great, uh, so great to connect with you. Hey, Filippo, it takes one to know one. So simply a reflection of yourself, my friend. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me. It's been an, I'm so, I had such a big grin on my face uh, hearing that <laughs> song, the fact that you'd chosen it. So thank you for connecting with that, with that message. Uh, yes, uh, thank you again. Thank you for letting me pick it up. You had a grin. I had a, a tear in my eye and it, it took me back to the monologue I shared with my brother. Never had the experience of being able to celebrate my dad's 90th. He's been gone for 20 something years. Um, but to be able to celebrate others who do have that age or who do have those fathers or others who have those children, because I don't have children myself and mm. to be able to celebrate each other and to celebrate the earth. I, I I'm, I'm ready for more celebrations. So thank you for being a part of this. Yeah. Let's have a big party. Come on, Alison. Let's get it. Let's get it. Going. <laughs> Come on, Alison. <laughs> so big thank you. I'm here. Jarvis. I'm smiling and I have a tear in my eye as well. I feel the full, the full effect of all of you and more. Thank you too. So grateful Jarvis and to all of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Much love, much love. Thank you. So once again, a thank you to Jarvis Smith and a thank you to Alison Goldwyn. Uh, on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, saying that is our show. And as your life changes, remember, like ours surely did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.